0: Right, guys welcome back another episode uh i guess this is a uh, kind of embarrassing but i lost count I, I, we haven't even done that many <laughs> no exactly this is like episode five i think <laughs> we're already we're already such uh, weathered experienced veteran podcasters that we don't even
1: know anymore that's yeah, what I'm i gonna guess be uh, i guess we're just comfortable now lad this is uh this is we have what more it's like. episodes than we can count <laughs> on one hand that is almost (laughs) uh uh,
0: but yeah man uh, that's uh we don't have too many new uh like groundbreaking news for today but uh how have you how have you been Lottie? how have you been
1: i've been good i've been um i've been busy in school i've um i had a lot of yeah just stuff to do at school and uh on the hunt for a job for the summer so um right yes i've been busy with that uh but um yeah just Looking forward to this as always. Just uh, getting, you know, yeah. this is this is like a relaxing time of the week for me. Like yeah. you have a lot of stuff during the day, and then this is the time that you actually get to relax. So that's it's good to be back. How about you, lad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've even though this is very
0: relaxing, I've I've not been too busy. Actually, I've been uh, pretty chill, taking nice walks. People have seen on the stories on the ice here. Uh, the lake is completely frozen. Had a few cigars. Had a Trinidad Colonialis yesterday. So as of recording this, which was absolutely fantastic, and um, yeah, but like you said, still looking forward to this very much. I mean, it's nice in the beginning of the week. We record these on like Mondays or Tuesdays, so it's just a nice day where nothing. I mean, those are the worst days of the week in my opinion. Like Monday, Tuesday, it's just like getting the week started and there's nothing really happening. So just you know, relaxing with a with a drink, yeah, and, uh, recording a podcast is fantastic. And uh, speaking of drinks, lad, like. Oh no! Actually, no. Let's do our one,
1: one, our one piece of news. I forgot about it. <laughs> right, yeah, it about. We only had one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the new piece of news for uh, for the Stoji lads is that we did an uh, an interview with uh, All Things Cigars. They contacted us mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to do like a behind the Instagram profile. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that, their interviews. But um, yeah, so they they mailed us a bunch of questions, and uh, yeah, we took the time to answer them. There were a lot, actually. I think there were. <laughs> we answered a, like a couple of fifteen twenty questions. Yeah, exactly. Something like I that. say a couple of pages worth. Yeah, they're a great,
0: uh, great, great account on Instagram. I think, I mean, the people we talked to on Discord and stuff, they, most of them already follow them. Uh, they, they were the one of the companies, other than Tabacero, that we are partnered with, exactly. like officially. But all things cigars was one of the companies that uh, sponsored our giveaway. So for you guys that have followed us for a long time, back in October we did a pretty big giveaway. A box of cigars and a humidor with another selection of great Cuban cigars. It was a pretty big one, and all these cigars were one of the great kind lads that that uh, joined us and uh, sponsored with an entire box of Oidor Monterrey Epicure Number Ones, which was extremely kind. And uh, they have this series. Yeah, they have a website and they do like articles and stuff. And one of the series they do is behind the Profile is what it's called, where they um, where they interview like some of the cigar pages on Instagram. Uh, and we were yeah kindly asked to be on and it was a lot of fun just answering the questions yeah it's always so that's uh the,
1: that's the news always fun to uh, just reflect around just cigar questions in general there were really good questions there that like yeah. made you think back to the early days and uh yeah just yeah, the entire yeah. journey really so that was really good fun so thanks yeah we to don't know when they're
0: uh, we don't know when they're posting it exactly uh but i i would guess it's gonna be like decently soon uh so just uh yeah we just wanted to say that we did that and then stay tuned for for that because that'll be a lot of fun to see when it's posted definitely yeah Uh, okay so i was i was uh, i almost got a little ahead of myself (laughs) probably a little too eager to get into the drink but now let's hear it lad (laughs) what is in your drink
1: In your glass. What is in your glass? God damn it, I'm choking today. <laughs> yeah. You must have something really special in your glass, lad, since you're so excited. To t- <clears throat> I'm going to anyway, get bullied for um, this, that I've had too much whiskey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, I posted uh, on Friday uh, to the Discord server just a little um, good weekend uh, oh, cheers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that picture was of a whiskey sour, so I brought it back today. and. Um, yeah, just really mixed these uh, mixed these the entire weekend actually. So I'm still uh, still Good on this train. <laughs> just had to take a sip there, and um, but also just a uh, it's not the absolute classic whiskey sour. I did a little experimenting with um with the syrup, and uh, when I made the syrup, I uh, I kind of just let the the sugar burn first before adding any water, so it just has this kind of nice caramel uh flavor to it uh so it's kind of like when you make this christmas candy when you burn the sugar and uh and then slowly add water and just it gets this really like yeah just brown caramel color as well not like the simple syrup uh transparent one so um i think that's a really nice touch to this to this drink actually so um yeah while i take a sip of this lad let me ask you what do you have in your glass (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, so, okay, so I, I'm not going a straight spirit this time. I was, um, I'm switching it up a lot, and I have a little cocktail. It's, a, okay, it's a, it's a, it's almost a, co- I mean, it's very simple. Uh, it's it's almost like a classic Jack and Coke, but not really. So I'm using the 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 last of my Four Roses bourbon. I, I don't know if you, anyone, like, pays attention enough, but I posted that I bought a bottle <laughs> a few weeks ago now. And then, like, at the Super Bowl party that I went to, it wasn't really a party party. Like, it was with a few friends. We we uh well i brought the the uh, the bottle and then we you know passed it around quite a bit and <laughs> so <laughs> it was actually the, the the end of the bottle was actually the absolute perfect amount that i needed uh, so i bought this and oh yeah i think you saw it loud. it was this tiny bottle of this thing called fentiman's curiosity cola yeah so it's basically basically a uh, a cola but it's it's like uh it's brewed so it's botanically brewed so it's like a craft soda if you will uh, where it's not like artificial flavors that are infused in a in a lab in the same way. Like it's it's brewed with like real cinnamon. It's brewed with ginger, I believe. Like these real spices. Oh. So you can taste that. It's like it's almost like a tea soda in a in a way. Like the the flavors are very very pronounced, and it's not like sickly sweet like normal soda. So I mix that with the four roses, and then a bunch bunch of ice and uh, two orange slices. So very you know, nice. <laughs> a little bourbon and cola but uh yeah a little bit more craft
1: nice a nice bourbon and a very nice cola yeah i really like how you've uh how you've <sighs> like, put a lot of thought into the the mixer there because it's so easy to just like blend it with a just a random soda but it makes it so much yeah it just hires it so much though that like putting a little more effort into the mixer
0: yeah, it doesn't just taste like uh, like soda. This is actually, it is actually very delicious and really refreshing. I'm maybe you've heard I've taken a lot of sips because this is like so so nice. It it really is a great great pairing, and the yeah. and the mixer is fantastic. I mean, the mixer does most of the job here. It's not just mm-hmm. the cook because, like you said, it's it, it really does up the the drink. Yeah. So uh, this, uh, this um, So cheers, guys. This goes very very <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, didn't the cheers? I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the virtual cheers. We invite you to pour your own drink as always or light a cigar if you're f- if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that in your own home or where you're wherever you're listening and uh, yeah, cheers. Cheers. And I was the, the only reason I got ahead of myself is cuz I had the perfect segue. Cuz oh. I was talking about how nice this mixer was and it's it's very complex on my palette a lot. Oh no it's on way! On my palette, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the bad joke that I was getting into because this episode is actually all about the palette, and this is one of the most requested things since we started doing Q and As on Instagram stories. Since we started the podcast and we asked for questions, everyone's like, literally every time we get at least like three, four questions on every Q and A. It's just like, how do I refine my palette? How do you like pick up more notes on my palette? How do you like? I mean, from even from people that have smoked a lot of cigars, you know, I like how do I just get deeper into it? So I think this episode, although it may sound more rudimentary and it though it may sound like more for a novice, I don't think so. Like I think I think there's a lot of stuff that's interesting to hear just on how other people experience tobacco. You know, I think the way we talk about today's episode and how we experience cigars might be different to you, even though we've both smoked cigars for a long time. So I think yeah, for anyone this is going to be an interesting ride, but especially if you're a little newer. And you're very curious on how to get the palate, uh, you know, a little more elaborate than then. Uh, the, this might be a good one, lad. Yeah, so, definitely.
1: Um, I I think it's uh, palate is one of the first things that like you start hearing more and more when just starting out with cigars, and it's one of the most uh, just things that. Well, I guess we were the most curious about in the beginning, uh, yeah. like what is palate, what is like, how do you uh, evolve it, and. Uh, just like, how do you build this this palette to make cigars more enjoyable? Really, so it's really mm-hmm. a big, definitely huge part of of the the whole experience of cigars. So it's definitely something yeah. to um, to worth that's worth talking about.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember like when I was a kid, my first like I, uh, my first. Like experience with anything similar it was like when I was a kid, and my parents or like their my parents' friends or whatever at dinners would talk about like notes and wine, and I was always so extremely intrigued by it. Really, like even as a kid, like n- not really thinking about wine as an alcohol or whatever, like more just because because you see them drinking the same drink, like it's always the red wine in the glass, mm-hmm. but it's different wines, and they talk about you know wow, it's deep chocolate or deep oak or whatever, like all these notes, and I'm like how how the hell are I mean I'm like drinking my juices or whatever and they all taste the same How, how what, what is in this magical drink that's making all these incredible flavors and I mean obviously that that carried on towards cigars because like before we could smoke Ruben and I you, you you and I were both very intrigued with cigars and you would hear these beautiful notes being explained and uh, reviewed and you're like wow how, how can a cigar be that you know complex how can it be so extremely nuanced like it's just such a such an alluring thing really i mean like you hear all these notes and it's it's incredible uh so that's my you know first experience with that and how i really got so intrigued by it and really why you know cigars were also very very intriguing thing Uh, but i think the first thing to get to um i mean you you can talk on this if you want to start lad. but what what are flavors and notes because i wrote a lot about this because this is yeah, this is a big yeah. thing. Like, what even are notes when you experience them on your palate?
1: Yeah, exactly. This is something that I can let you dive into a bit more, but just generally explaining it. Like, flavors and notes, it's something that's just, like, subtly there in cigars. It's not something you yeah. necessarily, like, that just fills the entire cigar. It's, like, mm-hmm. what probably you're going to get into, lad. I'm going to let you get into that because you you really had some good thoughts on this. But um, just that a cigar is... A natural product it's not it's it's made entirely like we've discussed before it's entirely made of tobacco leaves uh so yep. what you're generally going to taste like is tobacco and then notes and flavors are these subtle uh, hints that you feel under this taste and um so yeah carry on lad. it's it's really your no, idea. that's spot on. That's spot on.
0: Yeah, that that's that's really what we need to, like, to build this the entire discussion of what notes are and what the palette is. You really need to preface it with what you just said. Uh, cigars are a natural product made of one ingredient except for like the water for the fermentation process but it is just tobacco from the beginning to the end it is just tobacco so what will it taste of well obviously it's going <laughs> to taste like tobacco uh that's you know that is the be all end all thing with cigars you it if you don't like so the taste of cigars when you start these notes that we talk about are not going to just appear after like 20. it's not a, like people talk about acquired taste and stuff but You don't acquire it out of nowhere because if you if you hate the taste of cigars the first time you smoke it if you think it's disgusting the flavor of tobacco don't expect the the, like oh if i just carry on for five more years this will taste like pure chocolate Hmm. because it just never will they are uh cigars are tobacco and they'll always be tobacco Uh, so like you said as well i mean notes are variations slight hints in the way the tobacco tastes I'm not lighting up a cigar and forgetting that it's a cigar that I'm smoking you know it's it's never like I said earlier it's never so chocolatey that I'm thinking I'm smoking literal chocolate and uh, this comes back to a lot of people DMing us as well a lot of people ask uh, both in our DMs and I've seen on Reddit people literally like the they, they, they've been recommended cigars and then they come back and I've seen li- people going like wow I'm so disappointed this didn't taste anything like I expected I, I was told you know notes and of quote-unquote cream and chocolate and 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 they'll be pissed that it's like oh that tasted just like harsh burning tobacco and not a milkshake because it is that's what it is right (laughs) you're not going to smoke your first cigar and think it's going to taste like something other than a cigar so I, i i know it might sound like we're harping on this but it's really really important for a complete beginner to understand you know how minute the variations are uh, it, it's always just gonna taste like tobacco. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Like how do you
1: start to pick up on? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna say that in the beginning, for sure, it's gonna taste like just tobacco, and uh, and it's like that sensation is gonna it's gonna grow on you. So like the first time you smoke a cigar, you don't really have any reference point at all. That's the entire thing like about a palate is it's a reference point. It's like a it's a map of your own. Mm-hmm. uh taste and it's and it that's an important part as well. It's your own palette. Uh like you're a unique person and you're you're gonna have experience notes in different ways. Uh, so really it's just gonna be about yeah, you mind mapping the notes that you feel in different cigars and um yeah and really just building upon experience. Uh because like we said that first smoke is gonna be just tobacco pretty much. Uh, but as mm-hmm. you smoke more and more, smoke different types of cigars and everything, we're going to get into that a bit more later. But um, yeah, the point is that your palate will grow with experience. Um, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, but just, okay, so let's say, how do you, how do we even pick up on on these notes? Um, and I'm just going to start off with a little uh, thought of mine when I just started out was, um, was that when just... First of all, just picking out a cigar uh, that you're going to smoke, you really want to know what it is you're buying. Like if it is a uh, if it's a light to medium bodied, if it's more medium to full bodied, if what leaf it is, uh, just all things, all information you can get about the cigar, you really want to just try to remember uh, before smoking it and uh, when lighting it up and taking your first puffs and so, um, just. Start to, yeah, just trace what it is you're what you're sensing. Just simple things like, uh, is it a bit woody? Is it a bit nutty? Just yeah, just simple things in the beginning, and try to um, try to put those notes down on like a journal or something. Yep. Uh, so that's Perfect. that's one of the the beginner things that I think uh, was also a very fun fun thing to do in the beginning. Just to like, mm-hmm. yeah, just. To jot down what cigar you've smoked and what notes you've sensed and just start small, really. Yeah, it's exciting when you get that, like... when you, uh, Either you get, a, like, a
0: tasty note or just something that you feel like you can recognize. It's just a very exciting process when you're starting out. Definitely. Yeah, it, it is all about comparisons, like you said. Uh, spot on. Like, like we said, uh, every cigar tastes like tobacco, but compared to other cigars, it'll taste... More of tobacco and X, more like tobacco and chocolate notes, more like tobacco and creamy notes. It's it's like with with and I'll bring it back to the wine. Wine will always the first time you ever sip wine, it'll taste like alcohol and grapes. And the first time you s- sip whiskey, it'll taste like grains and alcohol. Sorry, alcohol and grapes <laughs> for the uh, wine. Like it's when you try the different types within that family. Of products, it's when you start detecting differences. Uh, It's when you try the different like uh, strains, the different seeds of tobacco, the different Mm -hmm. shades of wrappers. That's when you start really tasting a difference. Because I think every even if you take like the lightest, creamiest Connecticut cigar for a beginner, it'll still just taste like burnt tobacco because it's what it is, right? But then if you give that person a much much harsher more powerful cigar then they'll go and think oh my god yeah the first one i had was so much lighter so much creamier they're both burnt tobacco sure but the first one i had was light beyond belief compared to this other one so that's really i mean it is all about reference points that's what you said Mm -hmm. and the differences in in the cigars that you try will really set everything in perspective so like you said you talked about the journal which is spot on i'll build on to that And say that the best way to fill out that journal and to get yourself more experience is just to try absolutely everything. And really, like when I say everything, I say countries, I say vitolas, I say shades, I say strains, literally as much as you can. Uh, if you're lucky enough like us to live in Europe, you can you can have everything. But if you're in the US, okay, Cuba is just one country. You can still live with, uh, without it. But some people, I think, get into cigars and then they find something that they like initially and they think that's like my sort of area to stick within. And then they'll kind of get stuck there and not really try too much. And then they, they'll not realize how much they're missing out on, not just experience-wise or like how, how nice some other cigars can be, but also just notes. Like if you just smoke Connecticut, Cigars from the Dominican Republic. Sure, you can get some variation, but in general, you're not going to get a lot of those notes that you can get in some other places. Uh, so yeah, I mean this, and again, this is going to take a, a different amount of time. Some people I know are very impatient, and they'll have smoked, you know, like ten cigars for a couple of weeks, and they'll go, "I still can't find notes." And you know, you just you you won't be able to find it immediately. And this is a a, a thing that's very i'm very curious about to hear a lot how 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 was your personal journey like when did you feel
1: like you could pick out you know more notes than before well yeah that's very interesting to to think back about um because i don't remember exactly like after how many months or so i would say or whatever uh like how far exactly but i remember starting in the beginning just feeling these uh well, just the the basic core notes, I guess, as like cedar nuttiness. i I remember that was like the first things that mm-hmm. really I could start to identify. And then when I could uh, like start to pair uh, categories of cigars together with different like notes, and mm-hmm. really try to see like the um, well, yeah, the cross links between between uh, well, yeah, that what type of cigar you're smoking, and what notes you're feeling. Um, that was when I started to get more and more interested as well, because that's what really sparked it, you know, when you could feel like, oh, wow, this is, this is like very cedary and floral, and you can even Mm -hmm. find like a, when you, when you feel that, one of the most, uh, the coolest things I find is when uh, something just hits you from out of nowhere, you know, and you're like, wow, that, that was just purely this taste. Um, And um, that's what really is, I think to and really inspires me like to, to when I'm enjoying a cigar to sit and like take notes as well like on my phone mm-hmm. or whatever I did have a journal before in my like coat that I used to keep <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but it's really a great way to um, to start to identify it yeah, we, may be, um, but...
0: uh, we may be minimizing, it, it might sound just to interject slightly, it might sound like we're minimizing notes and their importance. But at the end of the day, okay, they are very slight variations, but they are the most crucial part of exactly. cigar smoking in a way, because if all Cuban cigars taste the same, then there's no need to smoke cigars or different brands at all, right? So like exactly. at the end of the day, they are extremely important. And like you said, they're the coolest part of cigar smoking when you can taste those slight variations.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, of course, like, I'm definitely still building my palate, and um, I don't have really the opportunity to smoke a lot down here in Lund, so when I do get the chance all the time, I'm, yeah, just trying to identify what what it is I'm feeling, uh, and just really try to, before even smoking it, like I said before, to to know what it is I'm smoking, so that I, yeah, can try to pair it together. But I still have a long ways to go. I feel, uh, but it's. Each... I think we all we all do. Yeah, we of course. You can never like. How can you say that you have a completely refined palate? I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it'll take some time for us. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but I understand people's that talk to us. I mean, people have so a little bit of impatience because I mean, l- l- like like I was talking about when I was younger, like part of being an aficionado of any field of of uh, you know products of enjoyment like a cigar aficionado quote unquote like it is the ability to be able to dissect notes and if i think back on my own journey i think it took a few weeks to be able to separate e- like the most rudimentary differences either even and that's what mm-hmm. i'm like getting to in the beginning because i think the first cigars i smoked i mean they all just tasted the same really to me and that's completely natural so i'm you know i'm talking directly to you who's listening who's a complete novice who's like thinking god i can't pick out any of the notes I mean that's how it's supposed to be you you don't have reference points and you don't have experiences in it so it's like for me it took a few weeks and then I could pick out the most rudimentary differences and think you know this one is dark this one is light this one is sweet you know that kind of stuff I was like okay yeah I can think back to the cigar I had two weeks ago or one week ago and and feel that but it took about a year until I can uh, until I could like evolve that part of uh, of my notes, you know, because like I said at first, it was literally, I, it was it was literally just this is sweet mm-hmm. and a little light, and this is like dark, and I like it. I know I like it, but I don't know why. Uh, but then, yeah, about a year in, and I could like feel. A little bit more i mean i'm not i'm not talking about you know german chocolate cake i'm not talking (laughs) about russet potato (laughs) baked (laughs) potato skins you know like some crazy people online are talking about i'm I'm talking about you know like okay this sweetness is a little more chocolatey basically Uh, and then like in the in in these last like two years maybe it's that's really when like i feel like I've, i've attuned my palate but like ruben said i mean still a long way to go from here i think I I feel like I can pick out a lot of notes with accuracy. Like I do I do sometimes uh, smoke a cigar and then I Google afterwards to see some reviews and just see because like I talk about in my YouTube videos that I don't ever read reviews before and I do mm-hmm. always stick to that just for my own experience because I, I feel like it taints my own experience when I have an expectation of what is supposed to be in that cigar. But I think it's it is a very cool experience when you when you say all these notes and sometimes I do get very specific and then you Google it and then like 90% of the notes are what someone else experienced. And then, I mean, that is a very cool, cool thing to see. And I feel like that's, that's, um, that's where I'm at now where I can, I, I have a pretty attuned palate. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in any ways, because there's no way of, of quantifying that. No. And, I, you know, that's just impossible, but I, I, I feel now that, and that's after, you know, a couple of years of smoking uh, that I feel like I've, gotten very very attuned yeah and that's you know several several years of a
1: lot of cigars and a lot of patience yeah i would say that's a very good point that you make that like you don't read any reviews beforehand uh and i think that's something very important to say to like all of you listening as well starting out with it Mm -hmm. uh that it is very important to like or just for yourself as well to be able to build your own palate and uh not just read before what it is you're tasting yeah because then I mean you'll obviously the brain works in uh, that way uh, that you'll definitely be thinking about those yeah notes it's during the smoke. to avoid so yeah exactly so um, really a good point for yeah just evolving your palate is to not read but do read reviews before. I want to yeah. I want to I for do sure. want
0: to highlight that because it's it's good to to check in and see what kind of things you could be expecting from that cigar. I mean, don't avoid reviews at all, but uh, like in all ways, but do read do read them after, but don't read them before. Basically, is a good tip for anyone starting out.
1: Absolutely. Another point I wanted to bring up with um, with the palate is um, another great way to to just like try it out is um, and building it is combining your cigars with drinks and just mm. like. Absolutely. Yeah, just testing a bunch of different cigars with a bunch of different drinks, find what matches like each other. Find what you find um, goes well, and, and then, yeah, certain drinks will bring out certain notes in cigars and uh, it'll just merge very well together. Uh, so I think that that's also a fun thing to do. Um, just switch it up with like, could be a, could be a whiskey, could be a coffee, could be a coke or anything like that. Could be just. Yeah. Try it out with everything and um, definitely and see how it goes. Yeah. So
0: I think I think to summarize our points here within the like developing, I think the first thing is to be open minded and try everything, literally everything, uh, and I didn't uh, talk about it enough, I th- think, but Vitolas is also very important because I mean, even even now I, I, I have I know what I like in general. But I had that uh, Drew Estate Flying Pig a week ago, I think. And that's mm-hmm. a Vitola that on paper I I should hate, right? I mean, it's like a three inch. I mean, it's so short, literally so short, and it's a 60 ring gauge. Two things that I really do not like in general. But that cigar was just well blended and there's no way around it. And it was a really good cigar and it opened my mind and it was really, really nice. Uh, and you know different vitolas they, they're not just the way the cigar looks uh, uh different vitolas that we talked about a little bit in our in our last episode about our own brand but it's all about the ratio right so if you have an extremely thin 30 ring gauge lancero you can't have like six tobacco leaves in there because it's so thin right so the mm-hmm. ratio of the wrapper to the filler will be a lot higher and that changes the the flavor completely too so you know getting like two of the same. Um, line of cigars in different vitolas can be really uh, a really good like test as well to see how different the same blend the same tobacco but in different ratios uh, can be so trying different vitolas is key Uh, trying different countries like like we said is is very very key as well just like the trade i mean if it is so much more important than people think uh, coming into cigars as well like if you just objectively smoke Nicaraguan sun grown tobacco, which is just a punch in the face, so strong. And then you have like a a, a Connecticut uh, Dominican cigar. It's just a night and day, really. And then your journal thing, lad. You can
1: yeah summarize that as well. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Just to well before even picking up a cigar, like uh, asking in the store what it is you're buying, just really getting all the information beforehand. to prepare you for the smoke and um because that way you can enjoy it more like you can um uh, it's more interesting to uh, to jot down like what notes you feel and um mm-hmm. yeah just start small really just start uh putting down what you like and always put like the the cigar name and uh and uh yeah just overall yeah. if you liked it even um and then um and then when you try it again maybe you like it the next time in 6 months and um, it's really interesting also to like see the differences. Uh, Also, if you have um, multiple cigars that you're storing in your humidor um, that have, some have aged longer than others can also be very interesting Mm -hmm. to see like what, um, what differences you feel in the one that you smoked six months ago. And um, yeah, just all that kind of information is really fun. And that's really like what makes it, yeah, more of a, even more of a hobby really than just a casual. For sure.
0: And then to see how your own palate uh, advances there are some people that i talk to regularly in our dms and our instagram and they talk about how like they didn't like a cigar at all and then they like people who've been smoking for half a year like they they tried a cigar in the beginning that was like strong then they had they didn't like it at all then they smoke it again six months later and they completely different thoughts on it and that's a very like very very interesting thing to see how how the palate shifts that quickly even after just a few months of smoking cigars you can have completely different thoughts and yeah that that, the jotting down in the journal and just completely always when you're smoking a cigar always think back to every single cigar you've had before try to compare it in every single way and that's how you really find the Mm -hmm. differences in the nose and then last but not least, just be be patient. Like I said, it took us years to get to this point even. I mean, literally years of smoking hundreds of cigars in between both of us. And uh, now we feel comfortable enough to do like YouTube reviews and stuff of that nature. So I mean, yeah, like I said, you're not going to be writing down 40 cigar notes in your 10th cigar. It's just not going to be the case. Uh, But yeah, just just be just be like patient, mind mindful, and relaxed with how you're doing it. Even if like don't don't feel pressure to to pin it down to crazy notes. Just write down, you know, Drew Estate, Norteno, whatever. Sweet, dark, good. (laughs) That's that's good enough. You've you've gotten some notes. You've you you have pinned it down to something. And uh, most importantly, like if you're stressed. And you're thinking overthink it it's it's already ruined so just enjoy cigars in a relaxing way because that's how it's supposed to be and then the palate will
1: come that's really is your your should be your mindset yeah absolutely and uh you'll definitely find it very very fun to see yourself grow in the or see your, your palate grow <laughs> got all philosophical there see yourself grow um, <laughs> but um <laughs> but i think that's what we have uh, about the palate. and um yeah unless you wanted to say anything else, lad.
0: No, that's the, that's the great stuff about the, uh, that's our tips that are, that are our master tips. We have a few things to talk about beyond like the growing of the palate, Uh, and, and the first thing to get to lad, if you want to, if you want to discuss it, it's, it's the whole strength versus body thing. Cause I never really understood it in the beginning. Like in the beginning, I thought I couldn't really understand what strength was, what body was. It was like a confusing thing. People talked about body and I was like, I mean there's a lot of nicotine in the cigar is that what that is i mean it's light i i I just yeah i was always a little bit confused
1: yeah for sure and um absolutely so when you talk about strength and body i guess strength is really what you call like the the just the nicotine how much nicotine there is and how like hard it hits you and all of that uh and um the body is more like how it feels uh like you're the flavors how flavorful it is like if it's very filling in your mouth and uh yeah and i guess you can relate it to it's like a a wine like full-bodied wine as well yeah um just yeah i don't really have the words really the heaviness on the
0: palate it's very hard to define but the heaviness on the palate is how i would say yeah how how much the blast of the flavor is and you gotta you gotta think of a lot of things where when you come to body like we said okay so strength is literally just nicotine strength right if you if you see because it's, it's, it's funny, I had another cigar that I had very recently that fit, ties perfectly into this from uh, Smoke Popsy on Instagram sent mm-hmm. us these German cigars. And uh, one of them was Cigar Kings, and it's a German brand. And they make Maduro cigars and some other sun-grown Esteli Nicaraguan cigars that are known as some of the strongest in the world. But what they do is they don't use the Ligero, which Mm -hmm. we talked about in the last episode. If you want to know more about this, go go to our last episode in our own blending. They don't use Ligero at all, but they use very flavorful seco tobacco. So what they do is they put a really, really full-bodied cigar with barely any nicotine strength. And I didn't know about this. But I read it after, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that is exactly what I experienced. Because when you smoke cigars, you you, you feel it a little in your stomach when it's very, very strong. You mm-hmm. can feel maybe a little bit lightheaded. It's, it's just like that nicotine hits you, and that's the strength. But strength and body are completely independent. If you use a lot of the lower priming leaves, you can get a very, very full-bodied strain still that tastes heavy, full, like that Cigar King cigar that I smoked, but barely affects you strength-wise. So body really is the power the the intensity and the heaviness mm-hmm. of the smoke and the and the and the flavor uh, and the strength is just straight up nicotine you can have a tasteless cigar that's filled with ligero and yeah. it'll be f- really strong and but barely taste anything um, so that's 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 your guide to what that is and then I, I wanted to break down some common notes as yeah, well that's very good and these are the ones that are these are the ones that are often mentioned and that we sometimes often mention but that i also kind of struggled with in the beginning to pinpoint what 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 are reference points for these like what what, what should i th- be thinking when i hear these so yeah if you want to start there lad you can
1: yeah so some common notes that you'll feel starting off is um a very common one floral notes uh which is sort of this just like perfume perfumey flowery sense that you're just like well yeah walking through a garden and just picking up these um yeah these scents from yeah, I really don't know how to pinpoint it really exactly.
0: It is tough yeah with the, with the notes, but it yeah, it, yeah it, 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 it is very, very hard to say because when you when you it, it is like we said, it is a connection right. It's like a it's a taste that takes you back to the last time you experienced it. So another one that I'll write sometimes and that I've read, because, like you said, floral—it—it it, seems—it sounds pretty ambiguous, right? But it is—it is just the general sort of flowery-ish thing. And then baker's spices is another one that I'll say. And I don't even know what baking baker's spices are, like baking spices. <laughs> like, what is that? But, but when I think of it, I, I think of like, just the general sort of aroma in like a bakery or a cafe, and it's—it's it's sort mm-hmm. of like a mix of cinnamon, nutmeg, all these things. It just—it just—if it, you think what a baked good is, like that flavor, smell, that's what you get brought to. Uh, And then... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, another...
1: uh, (laughs) Another very common uh, note that you'll see or read about is um, wood, which could be like cedar, oak, or... uh, Yeah, just generally you can find it in... Like I would say cedar, you can find it in a bit lighter-bodied cigars, or Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just just general wood notes i don't know i don't those are very a lot, common, i don't yeah. think a lot of people go around eating wood but you know what yeah. wood is so that's
0: that's that's a great way to say a yeah. lot because that is really almost all of these things are things you don't ever <laughs> Ingest? Wood you don't ingest. I don't grab a spoonful of... I don't go to my local baker and say, one (laughs) spoonful of your spices, please, sir. Exactly. (laughs) I'm growing my palate (laughs) cigar-wise, sir. You got to understand, I need to have a spoon of baking spices. It says it right here. (laughs) (laughs) And then the floral, I mean, it's the same thing. I'll eat my grandma's garden every (laughs) once in a while, but it's sort of just (laughs) as a goof. (laughs) but but all these things honestly (laughs) you you don't ingest them right i mean you you don't actually uh these things are it's just an association you have with whatever like the same with wood you know the smell of wood even if it if it's cut wood if it's fresh cut wood or or foresty type of wood same with sweetness there's a lot of those sweetness, like the dark fruit you just associate that with like the the general dark fruit flavor because mm-hmm. the dark fruit isn't one thing either right same with fig caramel honey it'll be sweetness but it'll be just the, the tiniest hint and we don't need to go on all oh, too long right the same with creamy and that's more mouthfeel toasty is what you get in a lot of the um, maduro cigars It's like a roast thing like a we don't coffee, need to get in yeah. it yeah th- th- these are so abstract but partially why we wanted to bring this up too was just to explain to you guys how abstract it is and how difficult even for us it is to uh, explain to you what this stuff is but i think in in general what we wanted to do with this was both you know maybe someone gets a perspective of how we experience our palettes but also just uh, a guide for someone who's starting out right um i hope that for anyone that was listening to this that is starting out got a little bit of clarity in some way uh because that's really what we wanted to bring forth i don't know if you want to add anything onto that
1: lad um no basically that it was super difficult in the beginning to understand what palette was and um that yeah just any any tips on how to build it uh what notes are would be very helpful so that's what we wanted to like um yeah that's what we wanted to provide you guys with some insight into that if
0: we missed anything crucial if you experience cigars in a completely different way you know let us know or just give us your
1: uh, just give us your favorite note that you like to feel in a cigar yeah
0: true true i mean t- yeah t- tell us if i'm the only one that takes a bite out of my grandma's <laughs> rose bush then so be it right <laughs> uh no but do tell us uh, what notes have you guys experienced that are very unique I-, I will say that too sometimes i get really crazy unique ones uh licorice sometimes spot it like has come up uh yeah i mean Sometimes you can get really, I've gotten like dark bean, red bean paste that I had in like moon cakes when I was growing up in China, that kind of sweetness once. And it was like, yeah, you do get sometimes that crazy association. Okay. So speaking of crazy, uh, I wanted to tell a little story because, uh, we have done the Q and A's every time. Uh, but this was like another technical, a very cigar technical episode, uh, like the ones before. So, you know, keeping it light. This is a, this is a funny one that I've told you part of, I'm not even sure how much, but, uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm excited to hear it lad so take it away yeah about two and a half years ago it was the uh or not about exactly tw- the 2018 uh world cup in russia and my dad and i were very fortunate to you know you have to apply for a lottery for to get the tickets and then we were allocated uh two tickets one to the sweden south korea game and one to the sweden mexico game so we had sweden south korea and or uh, yeah sweden south korea mexico and germany were in our group and um we got tickets to two games somehow so the first one was in Nizhny Novgorod uh, that was a fun game crazy good uh we we did uh, play well against South Korea all that and then we were a little bit skeptical going to Yekaterinburg uh which was the second game uh and I think you remember right like because we played Germany on midsummer like right during midsummer yeah and then we and we choked the game I in remember the last that's... minute we oh, well. lost to Germany on a free kick
1: yeah, that was a huge game. I mean, I was watching that uh, with my entire family during <laughs> midsummer, and uh, just remember when that free kick just sank past the the keeper, and um, yeah, I thought it was over from that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was tough because, and we were like. We already have a ticket to the Mexico game. Of course, we're going to go. But like, are we going to get through this group? I mean, probably not, right? Germany's in it. Sweden's not going to advance. Uh, And so I'm very glad it happened the way it happened now. But the the, the host city was Yekaterinburg, which if you Google it on a map, it is on the same latitude as Afghanistan. So the east or the western border of Afghanistan uh, on the border between Iran and Afghanistan. So this is far east, right? But Russia's huge. So this is not even not even a third into the country going east, but it is still a long way, I mean, in that huge country. And uh, one interesting thing that the Russian government did is that everyone that got tickets to games were uh, allowed free train tickets to travel because Russia is a huge country and even like close cities to Moscow is still a long trip and they didn't want people to have to pay for flights. I mean, it was just a nice, nice way of getting people to travel around. Uh, mm-hmm. so we did take the free tickets, and uh, no, I mean we were just like it was a frenzy sort of. We just got the tickets to both Nizhny Novgorod. We got the tickets to Yekaterinburg. We didn't really know too much about it, think too much about it, but uh, the tickets ended up or the train ride ended up being twenty seven hours, <laughs> one way, <laughs> twenty seven hours one way. Uh, so we ended up uh yeah spending fifty two what is it fifty four hours on a train. Uh, in total, just to Yekaterinburg, back and forth, it was a 27-hour train ride one way, which is by far the longest train I've <laughs> ever been on, uh, and it was just that already that was insane. The city is so far east; you're literally in the middle of nowhere, uh, and I was before, you know, I was hyped, you know, like oh, Trans-Siberian Railway, that's like a, that's like <laughs> a dream thing, right? But it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just forest. <laughs> Uh, but that's not the uh, that's not the entirety of the story of course um so we, okay we get there i'm not going to not going to linger too long but we get there after 27 hours we're both hyped i mean the train was crazy right the train literally ran out of alcohol uh like halfway through but what was funny here is that they ran out of water much faster <laughs> than that i remember uh, i remember us leaving for moscow in the afternoon and then us sitting in the dinner like in the food food the uh, truck thing, and then one of the women came out, <laughs> No more water. No water. No more. And I'm like, God, we're fucked. I mean, these Mexicans are already drunk out of their minds. The Swedes are even worse. No one has water on this goddamn train, and everyone is sloshed. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun because like the like literally in the in the food uh, wagon like the Swedes are singing their songs and then we stop and then we let the Mexicans go back so like even in there the, that pulse was, was high uh, but everyone's just drinking I mean people were so hungover when we got off the 27 hour train ride uh, but then we have the game uh, and, the, and the stadium is like you cross the border into Asia to, like on the walk from like the city center to the stadium which was very cool and I don't know if you guys are, are football fans you guys might remember from the World Cup but there was one stadium, stadium that had like bleachers mm-hmm. that had the seating outside of the arena if you remember a lot do you remember that
1: yeah definitely i remember that it was pretty cool that stadium
0: yeah they, so they had to they had to like um they had to build emergency seats because they didn't have enough uh, seating in the stadium for like the to pass the fifa guidelines so so they literally like broke the walls of the arena and built outside and we sat on one of those so that was very very cool uh, and we crossed the stadium into Asia and we didn't really expect much and Sweden won the game 3-0 I believe so it was insane but the best part of that game was that Germany lost to South Korea so yeah. both Mexico and Sweden went through and yeah. this means if the slosh fest was on on fire in the <laughs> train it was like on po- because like our expectations going in was okay Germany is going to beat South Korea and one team today is going to be devastated yeah, of course. That's... Uh, so, so we were like, okay, either this train ride back is going to be shit for us or shit for the Mexicans. Either way, it's not going to be fun. Somehow South Korea, I mean, thank you so much, <laughs> uh, South Korea, because you did us all a favor. The, the party was insane in that city uh, because both teams uh, were through to the, to the next round, which was absolutely insane. Uh, but my dad and I were like, okay, so this is a once in a lifetime. Sweden's won. We won our group. With Mexico and Germany and South Korea, and we were like, "This is there's no way we're we're here mm-hmm. in the city. We watch the mm-hmm. game. This is like the we have to celebrate." So we were like, oh, "Goddamn, where do we go?" Like we were literally scrambling. We uh, and we were like, "Okay, let's go back to the street where the Swedish fan zone like pre-gamed." we are like, "Okay, uh, but we're not gonna get a seat there. There's no way." But then we went to that bar that it was like that was hosting the main thing, and we somehow got there was one table left, and we and we we somehow got it. Uh, we were so lucky. And we sit there, uh, you know, it's full of of Swedes, all all the Swedes were there mainly, Uh, partying was a great, great time, like literally, there's nothing like a World Cup pulse, especially when you're in the winning city of uh, like the winning fans. But next to us, uh, some like Russians that didn't have anything to do with it vacated. And then, (laughs) so this is where the story becomes even more funny, because everything (laughs) is so good so far, right? It's classic World Cup, we've been on a long ass train ride, it's sweaty, hot uh, Russian summer, Great football, great vibes. In comes this huge guy, like huge. He's got this like Armani t-shirt, this black Armani t-shirt. It's skin tight. He looks like, he. if you go Google Russian mobster.jpg on Google, <laughs> this is the stock figure that's going to come up, right? This is this, like classic. He's he's jacked. Like he's very, very fit. He's This shirt is so tight. I mean, it looks like the guy just dressed like, from the 2002 mm-hmm. men's vogue fashion magazine like this is so outdated the stuff he's wearing like bad jeans <laughs> and everything and he's like 40s and he sits down next to us and his what we thought was his daughter is turns out it's not his daughter it's his date and it's a it's like a you know, i mean she's 18 i hope <laughs> no but she's th- this is like an 18 19 20 year old looking uh, girl she's got braces still you know like she looks very young half his age for oh, sure right God. um <laughs> We, were my, I remember saying to my dad like, and I hope that he's not listening, uh, because I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, if you've read the title of the podcast, you already know where this is getting to. But uh, we, I was like, oh god, we just got the Ekaterinburg head of the mafia sitting next to us, and he's like with his date. He doesn't say a word to her, which is funny. And then I look to him all the time, and I'm like dad you, like they're getting three beers each round and he's getting two like every time he's ordering around he orders two beers for himself and one for his date it's just like the weirdest look ever <laughs> <laughs> i guess power move or whatever but yeah the guy is just he orders two beers for himself and he's like not talking to anyone he's not even talking to his date and i'm just feeling the whole vibe is so off And then he starts talking to my dad a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, good game, guys. Congrats and all this stuff, because he's literally next to us, right? Like, yeah, man. Uh, And we're just talking to him casually, you know, like, that's great. You're from here. And he's like, yes, yes, my hometown. And then uh and then and then he somehow reveals he's very modest uh given that but he but somehow he reveals you know because he, he spoke very good english for anyone in yekaterinburg right mm-hmm. like he spoke he had a, i'm doing an accent obviously <laughs> but he spoke good <laughs> english and we're like you so how, you know who are you we're like yeah just asking about the guy and he's like uh, you know i lived in the states for a bit and then it slowly slowly seeps out and then uh, eventually he he says his name and i google him like when i'm sitting there and it's like okay Nikolai <laughs> kabibulin and i take up a picture so this is like this is an uh you know an ex uh ex nhl like starting goalkeeper for many 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 years winter olympic starting goalkeeper gold medalist you know this is like a and he's an all-star you know he's a four-time nhl all-star and we had no idea <laughs> and it's just like the oh, i yeah. mean it's just the
1: f- that's so <laughs>
0: insane but he was so, so friendly with us. Like, he was literally saying he had, like, bunch, a bunch of, like, the the reason he came there and he was so happy was because he had, like, a bunch of Swedish teammates, obviously, because in the NHL there's a bunch of Swedes. And he he was in Sweden a lot for midsummer and celebrated midsummer. He's was, he was so happy to see all the Swedes. And he was very, very friendly. Like, he was like, okay, if I come to Sweden, like, he, he exchanged numbers <laughs> with us. He's like, if I come to Sweden, I come to your house for midsummer, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, and obviously, he, he ordered us some vodka shots and all that stuff and like our bill was um was hefty uh, and then the bill comes in and uh, the guy literally snatches the bill and he hides it and my dad's trying to go like no way no we're paying. he's like no 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 you're in my hometown i pay <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so i mean like okay so we're already on 100 percent of a high right we're already so happy sweden's yeah. gone through winning the uh, winning the group we're, we're celebrating with all the Swedish fans we're in this crazy city in uh, north of Afghanistan like what the hell is going on we end up at this bar and somehow we end up next to an NHL player who all-star like who somehow ends up being the, like the, the fun, funnest guy like ever I mean he's so chill so nice and he pays for the whole thing like what is going on and, and like we drank a lot with him uh, and it was just yeah, so much fun but the funniest thing I think of all just to end the story is he didn't end up saying a single word to the woman he was with and I just thought the whole time what a <laughs> poor girl she, she obviously didn't speak a word of English because she had that hollow look whenever she looked at us like she didn't
1: understand a word we were saying
0: <laughs> yeah Ruben's doing the face perfectly uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: but yeah I mean no what a, that's insane actually though yeah, what, what a class act
0: Yeah, I still, I'm, yeah, it's still crazy. I don't know if anyone's an NHL player and if you know the guy. He, he, he won best goaltender in the 2002 Winter Olympics. He won the 1992 Winter Olympics, four time All Star. He won the Stanley Cup with the Lightning as well in 2004. Wow. So this guy, yeah. I mean, he's, and I have a picture. uh, Oh, wow. Picture with the guy, too. I mean, he was really happy. And it was so funny because he was happier to, to be talking to us and to be meeting us. Like, he, he was happy. I don't know it was just so weird like he, he was he, he, like in the picture it almost looks like he's like the fan taking a pic of us somehow I mean the guy was like giddy he was so happy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just this is just a um, crazy memory of a crazy crazy good you know I would I would say 24 hours but train was 27 <laughs> then the game and then another 27 <laughs> so let's say like I don't even know it was all
1: a blur but 65 hours uh, one of the best 65 hours of my life yeah a lot incredible story actually i really enjoyed it i remember when you told me the first time and it was just so insane this whole like escalation of the story just and now it's even more fun li- like listening to it living back to it because something like that just the world cup and everything it's so feels so distant yeah. now like in today's uh oh yeah yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah and uh yeah just listening to that it it really i've been smiling like a goon this whole like time you've been telling the story it's uh, it's really <laughs> nice to to just like set yourself in that scenario <laughs> uh
0: good words a lot yeah i i realized this part was probably just me rambling but uh yeah i didn't really allow much much to talk for you but i, I guess it, just, it was my story so uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, I have got nothing more to say. I think I've, I've spoken enough, lad. You can you can end the episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I just want to thank you, lad, for that awesome story, and uh, thank to all of you guys listening. I hope you found some of that uh, that palette talk as well interesting. Not just uh, Carl's yeah. very lengthy but very interesting story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Perfect, lad, perfect. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching as always. Uh, stogylads.com for all our stuff. You guys know already. And yeah, chat to us on Instagram. And uh, yeah, have a have a nice rest of the week, guys. I hope this podcast finds you well wherever you're listening. Yeah,
1: we'll see you guys. Bye. Yeah, cheers.